Hi, everyone, and welcome Hello. back to Curio City. Cheers. Welcome back. Cheers. Hey, Curious Cuties. Welcome to Curio City. This week, you've got me and you've got Adam. Get ready for a roller coaster of candid conversations. In this episode, we spill the tea on everything from my foundational three tenets to our favorite sex positions. We talk about movies that make us cry, our favorite cheat meals, and even talk about our dream cars. From fashion inspirations to handling anxiety, no question is off limits. So stay tuned for an intimate peek into our lives, answering your burning questions with honesty, humor, and of course, a dash of spice. Um, you guys were spicy this. Oh, really? Yeah, we got, I mean, we got all <laughs> spicy questions. Actually, not all of them, but most of them are. So I will try to intertwine the wholesome and the less wholesome and the in-betweens. Um, I'll, I'll try to mix it up, but. I guess it's just, time to put on a show. Just so you know, <laughs> it's going to be a roller coaster of a show. Okay. The first one I'm actually going to read um, is more on the wholesome. So we're going to start there so we don't... We're going to start a little calm. Yeah, so we don't... We're not going to ruffle feathers yet. I was going to say, so we don't like, I don't know, put like a bad taste on this question because it was such a good question. Okay, great. (laughs) We will start it with the questions that deserve to have their own space. Okay. And actually, this first question is for me. Sorry, you can sit down. (laughs) That's great. You want me to ask it to you? I can. You sure? Yeah. All right. Well, I'll just be here. I'll drink my drink. I'll, I'll ask it to you back, kind of. I'll make my own version. Okay, you ready? I'm ready for it. I'm ready. <laughs> okay, so tell us more about your three tenets. Did you come up with a, them all at once or one at a time? How did you discover them? Was it intentional or did they just come to you? So thank you so much for asking that question. It's something I've um, mentioned in a couple episodes now is my three tenets uh, in life. And... I definitely didn't come up with them all at once. It definitely was over time. However, I called them and identified them as my tenants kind of all at once. If yeah, that makes you sense. just kind of like realized that they were the three pillars of your life, my life and like how I see life yeah. and my perspective of life. And if you're freshly listening or if you have you just don't remember my specific three life tenets. I don't blame you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But there is, uh, they are as follows. And then not in any order, by the way, that the only thing you can count on is change. The only thing you can know is your own consciousness. And life really isn't that serious. I like it so much. So, I got them just throughout my evolutions. Um, I think the only thing you can know is your own consciousness. I, I started with that concept with Eckhart Tolle. And I listened to a bunch of his interviews and ended up reading his book, one of his books. And it's something that at the end of the day, it all boils down to like your perspective, your own consciousness, like that. That's really all we can know. Like I could say there's a table there and Adam could be like, no, there's not. And then I'm like, who who am I to say (laughs) that there's not a table there according to him? So anyway, there's that. And then only thing you can count on is change. That's just a fact of life. Things are constantly changing and evolving. And if they're not changing, it's dying. Like it's dying. When even when things are dying, they're changing. So everything is always changing. Um, And then (laughs) all that being said, 
life can seem like it's serious and that it's heady and it's figure you have to figure everything out, but it's not, it's actually meant to be enjoyed and experienced. And it's like what Alice said on the last podcast. And that is that some people like to think too much. Yeah. Some people really enjoy the process of just constantly discovering something new, constantly diving into research and like really getting deep and into the nitty gritty on things. And I think that that's, that's an amazing thing to do. It's once you start getting stuck in the necessity for that to define your life is when it starts to get a little bit too, a little bit too serious when it starts to become something other than just fun research and like something that's, that's expanding your mind. Well, you're allowed, I mean, you're allowed to take things seriously. You're allowed to like be a mad scientist. Cause that's how I feel sometimes when I'm like in the depths of research and like figuring something out and I can't look up or breathe or whatever, feed myself because I'm just trying to figure something out. Like that's, but that, I mean, according to me, that's fun. So, well, and I think you have a good balance with it too, though. It's like one of the, one of the earlier conversations we had in our relationship where we were talking about, um, how you always take the, the newest information that's given to you as truth mm-hmm. and like any information that's presented to you is true until proven otherwise. Mm-hmm. And I think that that just makes it so fun. It just mm-hmm. keeps the world so open. So if you were to come up with tenets or if you've ever heard anything like, did, has anything like struck you that you're like, okay, that's like my life because for a while you were kind of Buddhist like. And well, so- I think a lot of men who go through deconstruction can kind of fall into the camp of the, the like, I deserve nothing. I expect nothing. So therefore anything that I get or anything that happens to me is just amazing and yeah. good. But that's, I think that's also the work of social justice in, um, in a negative light, making sure. men feel like they're feel like they not deserve allowed nothing the, <laughs> that they can't space. take up any space at yeah. all. Yeah. It, it's really unfortunate because it really does feel good for a minute. Honestly, like it was so nice to be like, you know what? That is, that is amazing. But you know what it does is it further isolates good men from having conversations and growing community. And that to me is the problematic side of it. If you just want to live in that forever and you just love the peace of that and you still are going around and building relationships just with zero expectation and no, and yet you're still able to like cultivate something meaningful. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. But I feel like that that's not the case for a lot of people. And for me, it was not the case because it really drove me away from ever depending on anybody and ever allowing anybody to be there for me. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I mean, I think I, I don't, I don't know that there's necessarily a tenant to be built out of that, mm-hmm. but I love, I love the idea of, the only thing that is constant is change mm-hmm. because I feel like that, it, that really is something that has enveloped <laughs> yeah. my life is that like, whether it's you changing <laughs> and influencing say. me into change, you're like forced to believe that. Well, you, you, you <laughs> challenge me to dive deeper and to claim things. Mm-hmm. But for me, my life and my belief systems have always been in flux. I've mm-hmm. always been questioning everything. And so the change has never shifted speed for me. It's like, mm-hmm. I have always, always, always been in love with change. I love new things. I mm-hmm. love creating things. I love like, it's once you get into the like mundanity of maintaining a process that you've developed that I start to kind of lose interest. Mm-hmm. Um, and so change for me has always been the thing that's really driven me and given me passion. And you specifically have given me more, um, confidence and power to like claim things when I'm in them. So you've almost, you have almost given me the ability to stop changing mm. in seasons. Mm-hmm. 
because I, I sit in something for a minute. I'm like, I, I, you know what? Actually, like you used to say, I am going to try it on for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it two weeks in this costume and see how this feels. See what I de- identify with. And then, you know what? I'm going to keep the hat and I'm going to keep the funny glasses of this costume. And then I'm going to go put on some other stuff and see what else I want to add to this. Yeah. And I feel like as much as I know it's a, ch- a tenant of yours, that change is a constant. I think that you do a great job being present in the change that's happening and, Mm -hmm. and giving yourself the perception of pause. Well, I I really appreciate and respect people who are passionate yet are able to hold the ability or have the ability to recognize when the, their minds have changed Mm -hmm. or they've learned something new, whether they, believe they were wrong in the past and now they've discovered something that's like a, a higher truth or whatever. I really appreciate those types of people. Like I think through a lot of my evolution, there was times when people who were very impassioned scared me because it felt, you know, just very intense. And I felt like they were always going to be like that. I, I wasn't holding space for them to be able to change mm. their mind. Um, because I hadn't really gone through that like era of my life and you know, so you only, you, your perspective is like only what you, like your experiences. And I think as I've changed and I've been impassioned by many things and now have been able to come out the other side of a lot of them, whether it was my religion or whether it was veganism or whether it was like a political like leaning or whatever, like I've been able to publicly, changed my mind and I really respect people who do that. Yeah. And now I, and also on the flip side, I, I think I used to be not scared of, but I looked down on people who um, would flippantly change. Right. So it's mm, like, yeah, having enough grace and living enough life now to where I'm actually specifically really inspired by people who are impassioned, who, can often change their mind. They're the most interesting. Again, that goes back to functions and what, how I say, like, I love people's functions Yeah. because I love passion and I love, I love people research, like researching what they're into, talking about what they're like into and like going hard for it. And then also knowing that like, Hey, they've changed their mind before. Yep. And they've said they've like owned up to it before. So I'm not worried. Even if we disagree, I'm not like I'm excited about that potential relationship with that person because I know the way they process is always like there's always room for more. They're they're giving you permission to be wrong. Yeah. And be happy about it. Yeah. And and be excited to be wrong so that you can find something new. Yeah. Because like I feel like when you don't have the perspective on claiming big ideas and making big changes, you think that when you make a big change, you have to be certain about it. And there's something mm-hmm. that happens that when you make these big changes and you lose these identities and you form new ones like like veganism is a strong one for us. Everything is a perspective. You you will be just as right as you believe yourself to be. And the moment mm-hmm. you change, you will you will change your mind. And like us, we made a full 180. And I still believe that we were just as right then as we are now because we're just chasing down information and we're just chasing down what's best for us. And we're chasing down what our perspective is on life. And yeah. I think you just, you come to realize that like, oh, people who make big changes and and, and lots of changes aren't 
they're not certain in everything. They're just certain about their motivation to, to, to chase that rabbit. Yeah. And by the way, just to go back a little bit to what you were saying about, or we were saying about men and social justice, nobody was ever asking, no, if we really got honest, nobody was asking men to not talk or take up space. It was just, don't overpower. Don't like overshadow. Try not to over talk. Anyway, I mean, you know that, but I'm just like saying, looking back on it, I'm like, we lost the plot when we took away white people's and men's uh, like permission to be a part of conversations. It's like, no, that should have never been, that should have never been an option to like take away the, the ability to speak or the ability to have a perspective. It's just, Hey, let's, can we all have a fair share Yeah. in this experience? We need to expand. Yes. Anyway, we don't need to shrink back. I digress. Yeah. But okay. Are you ready? How do you keep things fresh with your mate? With your mate? With your mate. It's like that. Honestly, keep it intellectually challenging. Like, how do you intellectually challenge me? Uh, well, I mean, I feel like we just come up with new ideas and new thoughts all the time. Like, I feel like there's self-pursuit that challenges each other intellectually that I think is a turn on. Like when I see you growing in certain specific ways that are like, like when you, when you surprise me with some like podcasts that you're listening to and I'm like, that's so interesting. Like you just keep turning up the volume on the interest for me (laughs) where I'm like, there are just so many facets about you. So I am doing that to you then. Of course you are. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I mean, that to me is like the most attractive quality in a partner. And obviously... You're attracted to my brain. I am. I am. I'm I'm attracted to the way that you see the world. I love that. And my answer? Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't sound sexy, but like talk about it. Like, I think a lot of people are scared to talk about this like sex stuff. Yeah. You're really turned on by the literal language. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) People just like do sex. And I'm like... No, let's talk about it. Yeah. You are like, you are a prime subject for sexting. Love sexting. The asterisk and then the thing. I used to do that when I was in eighth grade, like Absolutely a lot. Absolutely, you did. Of course you did. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. That was a very purity culture, off, sure. purity culture uh, swerve, swerve there. Yeah. I was like, it's not, I'm not doing it. It's not porn. It's just my, my brain thoughts. is making porn though. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Sexting. Yeah. It's pretty great. So yeah, just, I mean, I think literally talking about it. Okay. Next question. What's y'all's biggest turn on from the other one? Oh, well that kind of answered that one. Okay. Well then not my brain. <sighs> Choose another one. Biggest turn on from you. Uh, when you specifically dress up to look a certain way whether it's for an event or for me when you specifically, cause like, you know, I love sitting with you and doing your little fashion shows and that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a turn on for me. Like when I get new clothes, you guys. Yeah. And literally you're just like walking through and changing your clothes and doing, putting all your outfits together. Like I know the intent of those clothes is for you to feel good and f- you want me to like them. And so it's, that to me is, is always a turn on. And then I like when you go through and pick from those clothes, specifically knowing how I feel about them. <laughs> That's so cute. I need to go shopping more. I'm here for it. I'm always trying to encourage you to go shopping more and get the good makeup. Listen, that's don't always com- been his Don't thing. confuse these people. I'm trying to get you to buy more things. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, and my biggest turn on from you, I mean, that big. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, honestly. You know what? You can just say it. I can just put a bleeping sensor over it on the podcast. That big dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, honestly, I'm not really I'm not really lying about that because yeah, I, I honestly it is, okay? Look. Like, it just, BDE. It just and it it's that too. Like honestly, it's just you're okay. On a physical level, I do love that. I also just love that you're just you're fit. Like you're just you just got a nice body all around. Well, thank you. Um, so the whole thing turns me on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, but you're like BDE, like as in guys. I swear. So girls, listen up, or actually <laughs> boys, boys who listen to this podcast. Be listening up because I know listen. I know you want to. She about to drop some knowledge. <laughs> um, when I say boys, I'm like you know I'm saying B O I S, right? Like my boys. I actually didn't know that. Boys. Like skater boy. Like like Avril Lavigne style. Oh, is that what? It, I just I don't know. I just I always say the girlies and the boys. B O I <laughs> boys. Anyway, all right, I love that. Anyway, listen New up. Visual. If you're trying to find a guy with a big dick, here's what you look for: complete. An utter, like, unashamed energy. Like, when it comes their, to their sensuality, sexuality, and femininity. Like, if they're comfortable in, in like, expressing, like, any sort of, like, feminine characters. If anybody jokes at them about sexual stuff, like, on the road, on tour. Let me give you an example. We're, like... We're talking about how Adam... <laughs> yeah, which story are you going to go for here? <laughs> you gave me such a look. <laughs> we, like, joked how, like, Adam had a pussy or something because we're he was, like, one of the girls. Like, it was yeah. me, my sister, my mom. And we're like, Adam has, it's like, Adam has a vagina, whatever. And he was like, yep, me and my big vagina. Like, he was just like, <laughs> whatever. And he just said it back and wasn't, like, weird. and wasn't like, no, I got a dick. Like, call me a man. Like, I'm a man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he didn't have that energy of being, like, protective over his manhood. And so I didn't know it at the time. But I did find out later that he was packing. And, like, that makes sense because he had nothing to, like, defend. Like, he was very secure in himself. Fair. So find a guy who's very secure in his manhood that he, that he like, has no reason to ever, like, defend himself as a man like and his manliness and whatever and then the other thing on a physical level if you want to find a guy with a big dick is um look at his feet if he's got fat feet chances are you're good to go just just get with somebody that's like norwegian or something if they look if they've got fat feet and they look a little bit like emaciated they probably are there (laughs) they don't have to be emaciated (laughs) (laughs) but it might make it look bigger (laughs) <laughs> so i don't know <laughs> um anyway so wow wow didn't know i was going there actually but i didn't either fun time fun times oh so yeah that's my other turn on it's just like you're good you're bde which is like non that was the whole point of that story was non-defensive of your like manhood manliness you're not trying to defend something is that why you specifically are attracted to men who are more balanced in their masculine feminine because they got big dicks like well i mean sure (laughs) but i mean like that's the energy you're that that to you is is what big dick energy is manly to me i'm just like oh my god what's underneath those clothes all right (laughs) 
Honest, yes. I don't think I necessarily consciously think it because yeah. I haven't been single since I discovered this. Do you know right. what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I, yeah, I think there's like a an innate, intuitive, instinctual thing for me that yeah and i'm like oh he's like he's not defensive of his manhood he must be packing i'll keep that in mind for my future conversations for what you know (laughs) gotta gotta help hook up your single girlfriends i gotta keep an eye out for the guys i know (laughs) why do you have to be thinking about that just trying to look out for the girls, all right? Honestly, but those guys are just good guys, too. And I want to be around them, not because they have big dicks, but maybe, maybe, maybe that's why. <laughs> First question, I make a new friend, you're like, how big's his dick? Because <laughs> it's basically like, how big's his ego? The bigger the ego, the smaller the dick. And then vice, vice versa. So Interesting. Anyway. I think there's science for that. There's science. It's sci- It's scientifically backed, you guys. Okay, taking a pause from the dick conversations. Movies that make you cry. <laughs> spicy. Yeah, not spicy, but that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to like, hmm. we're going trying there. Trying to weave it in. Yeah. We're, we're giving them breaks from everything. Uh, movies that make me cry. Uh, I mean, am I allowed to add anime in here? Because so yeah, many of, of those. There's a movie called Your Name. Incredible. Crazy. So good. What's the something in the hound? Fox and the hound? Fox and the hound. Those are the two characters in the in the movie. Okay, well I just forgot. <laughs> that makes me cry. Yeah. Oh yeah, Fox and the Hound. Anything that has Bambi. An animal in it. Like Oh a, yeah, you li- we literally cannot go see a, if there is even the inkling of a pet being in a movie, canceled. We are not going to see it. No. Not even if it's it doesn't even have to be about the pet. No. If the pet is ever sad, I... No. Okay. Where do you get your fashion inspiration from? Me? Yeah, both of us. I mean, I guess technically it's like tech wear, but mostly it's just the clothes I wear because of the work that I do. So like I, for those of you that don't know, I work in uh, a wood shop most of my life. Uh, and so I just use gear that works for that Carhartt. And that's pretty much it. And things with lots of pockets. And it just ends up kind of turning into this utilitarian, like, tech wear, work wear, street wear type thing. And then I wear big shoes, usually. You know why. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta accentuate (laughs) the big dick energy. People just gotta know. Um, I'd say 10% of my clothes are actually my fashion. Um... Like, the rest of them are your obligations? Yeah. The rest of them are... I got them for an event or for a photo shoot. So sure. honestly, I don't feel like... When I dress more like baggy like and super oversized, that's definitely more my fashion. And so I, I would say not today. You can't really tell, but I would say my fashion... What I actually like and my inspiration come mostly from lesbians. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> mostly from just like... Lesbian Pinterest boards. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I just like the look. It's just my vibe. It is a good vibe. That and like, it's like almost skatery. Yes. Which is great. It matches my skate shoes. Yeah, we we sometimes look like we're wearing the same outfit. There's been only a couple times, but we're like. There's sometimes like, you wear my clothes. Yeah. I try not to wear yours, but on occasion I do. He wears all my jewelry. I do. Like all of it. That More that necklace, that earring, mine. That's okay. Makes him look cool. I do look Let way have cooler it. with your jewelry on. Okay. Favorite cheat foods. Well, first of all. I'm if just like if we're talking like an actual food, Taco Bell's cheesy gordita crunch every day. Okay, that's the cheat. Okay, it's delicious. And that's processed, so oh, <laughs> heavily. I don't know if it's anything but the process. <laughs> it's, but the, <laughs> it's just process. I'm <laughs> eating just process. Okay, um, what about like a candy? I'm thinking for you, like. Is there like I a, mean, I love Kit Kat bars, which is crazy because it's only two ingredients, and like Take Five's way it more is interesting. Only two ingredients. Well, no, I mean, like, it is chocolate and I wafer. Like, I was like, if it was two ingredients, I'd let you have it probably any time. But it's like it's like it's, it is not. It's not like a Snickers where it's got, like, five ingredients in it. It's not like a Take Five that, well, that might also have five ingredients, given the name. But it's just simple. It's just wafers and chocolate. And I feel like I could eat six of them in a row yeah. and not entirely regret my life. Okay. Love that. I love Almond Joys, though, and that... Feels like a hot take because most people don't like Almond Joys. That is kind of a hot take. I think that's gross. It's like top three candy for me. You also love gay bacon. Gay bacon. <laughs> what is that? Like Airhead a- strips, extreme yeah. strip, whatever those things are called. Adam calls it gay bacon. I do. It's rainbow bacon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for myself, after I became unvegan, I tried all the fast food and over time... It's gotten terrible. Fast food sucks. Like over time, over eight years that I was vegan, fast food lost its magic. It's f- filth now. Except for Taco Bell every once in a while. Anyway, so I would say ice cream is probably like my cheat food or whatever. Yeah, you like to drink your desserts. Yeah. That's what you've always said. Ooh, milkshake. Yeah, milkshake would be good. Also, I tried to make flurry. I used to love McFlurries. And that literally, after two bites, my stomach was like, I was like, okay. It's like plastic blended with a little bit of frozen milk. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. Yeah, it's not great. Awful. Anyway. They're all pretty bad at this point. There's not much good to it. Would you ever consider swinging? We've talked about it in the past. We have. I think we would be less than swinging. We'd be more engaged in like social sex. Social sex. But I'm I w- pretty but sure. I, mm, I don't share. Yeah. I don't share. I don't share. I considered it. I've gone there. I've, I feel like I've done the work of being like, I'm okay with this. Yeah. And now I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) you're like, I'm okay with it. I just don't want it. No, no, no. Yeah. And now I'm like, no, I've, I've, I've gone backwards. I'm like, no, no, I ain't sharing. (laughs) I ain't sharing. Okay. (laughs) You heard, you heard how good I got it. I ain't sharing. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it here. Next travel goals. Well, I'm going to Paris next month. So, which is crazy. What what about Paris are you most excited for? Honestly, traveling to there and experiencing it like the very first day. Like Yeah. The magic of like, it just washing over you. Yeah. The jet lag. Yeah. That kind of makes everything a little hazy and dreamy. Mm-hmm. And then like the our first day of like I don't know. Just the it all hitting. What about you? Like travel goals? Nice travel goals. Well, I have two travel goals that are kind of 
opposite of one another. Um, I really want to go to Norway and I'd love mm. to go just see that because like, I love the cold. I love how like mountainous and beautiful and it's like beaches and mountains like crazy and like really old towns with cobblestone streets, old buildings. There's been a lot of like cultural preservation there. Um, that really intrigues me, but I would want to be there for like three months. That's mm-hmm. like something I would mm-hmm. want to live in that environment for mm-hmm. a minute and just like do the sauna straight into the ocean. That's like ice cold mm-hmm. and like just be in nature. Tokyo is my other destination that I'd love to go, but that's obvious. I mean, Techwear, streetwear, the culture that I'm into, watching anime. Just, you just like, love that. I mean, yeah. And just to me, it's the tattoo culture that's there. It's the it's the onsens. It's the food, the like obsession with food. It's the hi-fi audio cafes. It's like all of my little niche things that I like. They just it just is there. So I have a question. Yeah. If you could follow somebody like on Instagram or like on YouTube, um, who Okay, would you rather follow someone who was Norwegian living in Japan Mm -hmm. or Japanese living in Norway? Norwegian living in Japan. It would be me. Because that's you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, great. Tell me how to do it. Got it. I love that. I love both those places. I mean, since I'm going to Paris, I think like next I would love to go to like Italy. Yeah. Or I would really go to love to go to Scotland. Yeah, Scotland would be cool. Because that's my white. (laughs) that's where my white is <laughs> i mean except for that white right across from i'm right me. here yeah nashville tennessee unfortunately <laughs> okay dream cars so i'll just go first because mine is stupid and not actually a dream car because i don't actually know what my dream car is but when i was younger i used to want a delorean uh-huh. because it sounded like my name and it was in back to the future <laughs> so <laughs> you like you're like the future my future car will be the car from back to the future that's named after me yeah so anyway i thought those were sick now i don't really have a dream car so adam on to you honestly your dream car could be what my dream car is which is the hyundai envision 74 okay it's the one that's the hydrogen powered motor that was concept and just recently got announced that it's coming out in 2026 and they they've poured they just started there's there's a collaboration right now that's happening between car manufacturers to manufacture oh. the first hydrogen engine that's mass producible wow because of what's happening in the industry right now trying to move away from electric because electric is still just as problematic as diesel or i right. mean not even diesel just as gas gas yeah so yeah it's like this huge joint effort that's happening right now and huh. that one was already announced to to roll from concept in 2026 love that and it looks like a DeLorean, basically. It's like retro, vin- it's like retro future. Cool. If you know what that kind of style styling is, it's like if the Jetsons was real. Yeah. Uh, and well, that's very much my style. Okay. So I like that one. I honestly, I like the Cybertruck. Cybertruck, I knew that. I think was it's coming. sick. I think it's really utilitarian, and I like I like how obnoxious it is. I love that. Love that. But those two cars are kind of the same anyway. They have, they have similar shapes. One's just a car. One's a truck. Very futuristic. And I love it. Okay. Fave liquors or alcohol, like slash alcohol. Are Uh, we going name brand or are we going Whatever you want. Isla Scotch. I'll just go that type of whiskey. That's his favorite. I will say mine changes up. I don't love gin. I don't like gin actually even. Um, Tequila. I overdid it for like a second and still to this day don't really care for it 
So it's really between vodka and rum for me. If I'm doing a shot, rum all day. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Rum. Coconut uh, rum, banana rum, just rum straight, dark rum, rum. I love white ru- rum. Honestly, I think I, I like rum even in drinks. However, saying you're going to be on rum for one night, it's like... That is a choice. You got to... Yeah, you got to be careful with like, are you getting light rum or dark rum? And it's like, whatever. Right. Uh, like, and so like with vodka, you could, it's like easier to be like just vodka. Like you're sticking with the clear liquor, like, you know what it is. It tastes good in anything. So it's really between those two. Um, but I haven't really been drinking alcohol a whole lot, honestly. When yeah, we're kind of done with it at the moment. When I have, I've gotten beer and like a side of like, <laughs> like a little, like a lime to go in my like beer. Like says, like just like Mexican lager. Like Corona. Yeah. Like I've been so enjoying Coronas lately and yeah. like, I say lately, I've literally had two beers, but like at two different times this year. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to drink. I wanted to like, mm-hmm. I wanted something tasty and I did not feel the and effects of it. something you can keep it. drinking I mean, without I, it being a sugary drink. The first time I didn't. The second one I was hungry when I was drinking it. So yeah. I did feel the effects of that one. Honestly, if I'm getting beer, I'm going to get a dark ale or a black ale or I'm going to get a stout or I'm going to get a porter. Mm. Like it's going to be like bread and I'm going to chew my way through my beer. Not me. I basically want mine to be just like super, super light. Like I would yeah. get like Bud Light. Like You did say you liked Bud Light Lime. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. It Yikes. Is. It is good. That's fine. You're allowed to have your own opinions. Um, and then wine. <laughs> I'm actually just really, really picky about wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love, I love it, but I'm very picky. Like I don't, I won't drink it like from in the States. No, thanks. And I very much prefer like organic. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I'm, I'm just really picky when it comes to wine. I've never met a super Tuscan. I didn't like. Ass or tits. Oh, I'm definitely a butt guy. I've been telling you this forever, but you have fooled me. Into being a boob guy because your boobs are just so good. Oh my god, they don't look good in this shirt right now, but I appreciate it. They're just it. so good. I was we were literally just talking about this yesterday. I know. We do talk about these things off camera. That's well see, that's what I'm saying. When I said like talk about it. Yeah. It just turns me on. Um, so you're an ass guy. Yeah. And I was just I just love having something It's just so good. I love that. I love it. Um, but I was just saying how if a white guy, his preference is ass, like there's just like this level of respect that I have for him because I'm just like, okay, so it's like not just like the obvious thing. Like, like of course, everybody likes like boobs. Everybody loves boobs. Everybody loves boobs. Yeah. It's a given. So like, I don't know. Whenever you have to have some, a refined palate. So to... specifically when a white guy likes ass, I'm just like, okay. I'm glad like you're a little cultured. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So anyway, that's another thing to look for. Maybe. All right. How about you? <laughs> um, wait, what about me? Yeah. Tits or ass? Yeah. Wait on you. Not on me. On women. Yeah. Ooh. I used to really like boobs, but I don't really care about boobs because i know i just know them very well yeah. i'm very intrigued when a girl has a nice juicy booty i'm always like girl tell me how like what did you do what are you eating how are you working out i'm like intrigued by them i'm like how give me i want it okay so then the equivalent would be chest or arms for guys arms 
Arms, arms. Arms all day. <laughs> I bite them. Love it. Um, yeah. I already arms. knew that one. That's yeah. why I do arm day every day. Arms. Um, Curls for the girls. Specifically forearms. Like I love, but well, no, I'm not specifically, not like over biceps and stuff like, but that's it's gotta what, be balanced. It's gotta be balanced, but like specifically a random thing that I really like. That's like a, not your typical sexual appeal, like right. whatever Yeah, is I just, I love a good forearm. So that's why I really, I am into the drummer thing. Okay. Trimmed, waxed, shaved, or natural. I mean, you're really growing your armpits out right now, so I guess natural. I'm not now. They're shaved. <laughs> They're shaved. <laughs> they are. They're shaved. But um, I just shaved them. I mean, it's easier to eat when it's clean, not your armpits. I was going to say, ooh. <laughs> yeah. I, mm, I do love scuba diving. So just shaved, I guess. So for both of us. For you want me to shave? Don't you? Just clean? Yeah. That is not what I do. Thank what? you very much. Uh, don't, I don't want anybody thinking I'm walking around looking like clean SpongeBob over I, here. I don't know what you do. Like shaved as in like you like trim. Oh, trimmed. Sorry, trimmed. I forgot that was an yeah, option. Okay, great. Trimmed. Wait, so do you like me shaved You're or trimmed? Do you like it all the way gone? Yeah, it's less scratchy. <laughs> like I said, easier to eat. Okay, well, for your face, I like it completely shaved. So it's less I, scratchy. I do too. Agree. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Now we're moving a little away from naughty. This is a good question. Okay. How do you handle anxiety and judgment from others? Yeah. I don't care. I really don't care when people judge me. I, I honestly, I just never think of anybody else's opinion. It's I'm like, if somebody specifically likes something that I'm doing, I'm like, I'm like, cool. Glad we have something in common. But like, I'm not really ever concerned with other people's opinion of me. I am good. I don't give a shit what people think until people show that they like me. And then I'm all fucking anxious. <laughs> then I'm like, I have to keep doing what I'm doing. I don't know what I was doing. I don't know how they're like liking me or seeing me or what their perspective of me is. But I know that they were enjoying it. So how do I replicate? How do I keep doing that? So then I get really anxious, honestly. I see. So that makes sense. until somebody tells me they like me or like enjoy me or like I can tell that they are, I'm actually not worried. Don't care. Don't give a shit. But as soon as I know that they do, I'm like not okay. Like, <laughs> And that's not, I guess for me, that's not to say that I'm not, I don't care about how I'm perceived in the world because I care to like keep myself put together. I care to have fashion sense. I care to do my hair and look good and like, but I, I want to feel good for me in the moment I feel good. I'm good. Yeah. Um, and then anxiety. Um, I guess it depends on what kind of anxiety, if it's like a deadline anxiety or if it's like, or if it's like, um, existential anxiety, that's a little different for me. So like situational anxiety would like being in a room and like not really having my social energy for the day. For me, it's just realize that like a lot of people have the same experience for mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. make it not personal make it like everybody feels this it's mm -hmm. okay if your choice right now is going to be to just like be quiet and just be chill mm -hmm. it's better than trying to put on an act that people are going to be able to tell that you're anxious yeah i think just be chill i think since you have recognized one your ability to your ability in social settings and how 
I think you've really embraced the fact that when you feel awkward or weird in a social setting, likely it's because they're being weird. Yeah. Like they're being awkward. They're not doing well socially. They're not asking you like you're feeling awkward because they're not following up with another question or they're just saying something like that's on conversations die. A lot of the times if you're, if you are feeling like you're really trying your best in a social setting and you're starting to feel awkward, but you're really trying, it's very likely you're not the awkward one. It's very likely. Yeah. That's been really helpful information. That was something you told me like a couple months back and Mm -hmm. it's been really beneficial. Cause then you can really see it and you're just like, Oh yeah, they're not answering me. Like they don't know anything to say. Like they're not good in in social settings. They have no idea. They haven't asked me even my name because Mm -hmm. they're like that. That's on them. That's not on you. Like you've, you've opened the floor. You've asked them about everything. You've, you've shown kindness. Mm -hmm. You've, you know, introduced them to other people. Like you have to recognize that like, it's probably them. Yeah. They're probably weird. How about you in that kind of situation? Same for you? Um, well, I don't necessarily feel awkward in social settings often anymore. And now I, I mean, I do. Yeah. Trust me, I do. But it's just not as often. Um, like I said, I think it's mostly when I feel like somebody does have an expectation of me. And I feel like I can't meet it. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, oh, Lauren's coming. She's so funny. And then I'm like, not funny that day. <laughs> You're like, dang it. I forgot to prepare my jokes. Or like Lauren's so, um, she's so bl- like blunt, right? Like mm-hmm. some people have described me as like, she's so blunt or so forward. I'm like, okay, I guess I need to like bring that. Got to bring my hot takes. Yeah. And I'm like, but yeah. I'm not always like that. So I think it's just like taking the pressure off myself to perform as what somebody has known of me in the past mm-hmm. or whatever. And just been like, whatever. I'm just, I'm new every day. If like you think something's weird or off with me, I'm like, it's not, I'm just a complex human being. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And just letting that be and not just, just not putting that much pressure on myself. At an, at, at an existential level for me, it's um usually it's just breath work that mm-hmm. really helps me recenter on like mm. just giving myself perspective on like my problem isn't that big. And the mantra that I've spoken over myself a lot is you always get it done. It always gets yeah. done. It's going to be okay. Yeah. There has never been a time where you have had anxiety about something that's ahead of you or a, or the way that your life is right now that you haven't made it through. That's ever become such a problem that it was unbearable. Mm-hmm. You've always made it. It's always been okay. You've got this. And then just breathe and just be grateful. Like that, the biggest thing, one of the biggest things for me is gratitude meditations. Mm-hmm. I'll do that. And it's usually... I'll go back and I'll be grateful about specific things that have happened in my life. But honestly, almost casting in the same way that we've talked about future nostalgia, Mm -hmm. future gratitude, and just being so grateful. Like, even if I'm being a little delusional, I'm like, I am so happy right now. We're we're delusional this year. That's what, and forever. And it's so helpful because Mm -hmm. sometimes being a realist is actually the least beneficial thing that you can do for your own health. So true. And it's so true. The people that I know who call themselves realists, like I'm like, yeah, but like you're sad a lot and like you're mad a lot. And like mm-hmm. you're, I don't know. Like I just, 
there's been apparently there's been recent studies that have come out that people who are either self-diagnosed or clinically diagnosed depressed have the most accurate representation of reality and (laughs) rough. I'm like that. I, then I actually don't want an accurate then representation no of reality. I'm okay with that. I'll skip on out. I'm like, as long as my life keeps moving along and it's not detrimental to my ability to like keep on living my life, I'll be delusional. The only thing you know is your own consciousness. Again, yeah. it's like if yep. you shift your consciousness into a delusional, like super positive, happy, like mindset. Mm hmm. That's your like if that's your consciousness, that the state of your consciousness, that will be the state of your reality. Yeah, well, I think in one of the biggest things for me, too, especially with just like how much how often I have projects that are going is like speaking about it. Like if I literally I can change my own energy for an entire day if I'm like I have to work all day mm-hmm. versus I have projects to get done today. Mm -hmm. Just literally small language changes. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, projects are things I want to do. Mm -hmm. Yes, I make money from it. Yes, I have obligations. Yes, there are deadlines. But like, these are all self-imposed. I could stop doing any of this. You could literally walk out and do... You could walk out. And if... and. And I could also still be choosing it every day and call it work and exhaust myself just mm-hmm. through my own language. Yeah. If I just change my vernacular and the way that I approach something, even something like work that can be very stressful and very like daunting. I All I have to do is just change my language yeah. and it literally makes it exciting or terrifying and, and you completely get to like work yeah. you get to make money like you get because you're you're physically capable of doing it because you are I'm like whatever. somebody values my talent i value my talent mm-hmm. i want to build something there are just there's and i get to build something because i have access to the things that i have access to and your brain works well and you can create yes. things and like you're smart like you have the capability like mentally to be able to do it like if you can just like position yourself to be grateful that you have something that you care to put energy and effort into, mm-hmm. you'll realize that there's a lot of people around the world that don't have something to put their energy and effort into. And that's just as exhausting. Mm. I had a, it kind of reminds me, I had a friend recently, she, this is kind of sidebar, but she got in a wreck recently and, um, she was in an Uber mm. and she, was telling me the story and how at the beginning of the ride, the Uber driver was telling her like, Oh, I'm so tired of driving Uber. Like I'm so like, I just, I wish this wasn't my job. Like I wish I had something else. And then like a few minutes later got in the wreck and his car got real fucked up and he was like all upset. And she said, she told me that she said to him, She's like, well, you did say you didn't want this to be your job anymore. And like, I was like, that hit me like a ton of bricks. I was oh like, oh my gosh, that is so true. Yeah. And, and I, it made me think of so many things in my life. I'm like, wow, think of all the things that I've said before. I'm like, I'm so over this. I'm so yep. not wanting this anymore. I'm so tired of like whatever. And it's like the universe or whatever. It's like, okay, let's like, Take it away. You don't yeah, want great. it. There's an easy way to get rid you of it. You don't need it. Uh-huh. Okay. So change of plans. All right. Like you really don't want this. Like, and en- like heard energy red, like, and, and, and not, that's a little scary territory when it comes to like, careful what you wish for. Cause I'm like, mm. you're like language is also a prison. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, t- take it or leave it. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, I think that's like super important too. It's mm-hmm. like remembering, um, to, to speak positively over the things that like you have in your life. Um, and if you can't think something positive, then like, yeah, you gotta, something in, in that needs to, you need to let it go Yeah, you need or to else change something. It will be drastically done for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so anyway, that it's kind of, that was kind of a side tangent, but I wanted to share that with you cause I yeah. haven't shared that yet. And I'm like, wow, that's such a powerful testament to like our well, energy. I, I think it all does come back to how you deal with anxiety. And in that kind of spot, you are giving away your power. And so power is taken mm-hmm. on your situation mm-hmm. rather than you claiming the power of your situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So we have one final question. Ooh, is it sexy or is it intellectual? It is sexy. Ooh. I had to leave one last one. What's your favorite sex position? I mean, we just tried some things last time and that was pretty fun. I, I you know, honestly, I don't I don't know which one I prefer. Sometimes I like side to side laying down next to each other. Sometimes I like you riding because then I can get the full picture. Last time I liked it when you were turned around and I just had your reverse booty in my hands. Reverse cowgirl. That was nice. Lots of different ways. It's fun <laughs> to just kind of keep it moving. He doesn't have a favorite, I guess. Um, I lately I've been good for that. Just missionary has been good for me, but it just gets the job done. You know, fair. I like others too. Anyway, doesn't matter. We like them all. <laughs> we just like moving and rolling around. All favorite. Okay. That is, oh, my wrist hurts. That is all the questions. Um, thank you so much for the Valentine's dirty, Day special. The dirty, flirty, and thought provoking questions. Yeah. All very good. A little bit of travel, a little bit of taboo, a little bit of. A little bit of pondering the tenet. universe. You know, yeah. what did you say? Said a little bit of pondering the universe. Yeah. Um, very us. So thank yeah. you guys so much for listening. Yeah. Thanks, we, guys. We love you. Stay curious. And until next time. Bye. Bye.